Hey Lins one and all, welcome to season 4 of your favorite podcast, Godfidence. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, Williams Bears. The season's theme is Approaching God with Confidence because He is my... And this week, we're going to be discussing God as my partner. With our amazing guest, speaker and teacher of the word, Brandon Wall. So let's get comfortable and just ready to absorb every insight he has to share and discuss it. You won't be disappointed. And we begin with pep talk. Let's go right into the Approaching God with confidence because he is my partner. Yes, God wants partnership with us. He created us in his image. There are two great privileges that God has done. The first is salvation, which is the privilege to enter into an intimate and eternal relationship with God, to be unified with him in love. And the second greatest privilege is to partner with God to do good works, which he performs through us as we allow him to do so. All of this is all because of God's grace. Isn't God good? We know a business partnership is always in order to attain a known objective, such as providing us the public at a profit for the partners. Well, in the same way, the concept of spiritual partnership implies that it is created with godly objectives. The most important one is glorifying God. Just as we are united in relationship, so are we all united in relationship, in partnership formed with God. To glorify God, just like Jesus, by completing his work. And we'll talk more about this in the podcast with Brandon. So stay tuned. You won't regret it. So welcome, Brandon, to Godfidence. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And so let's hear about who is Brandon. Well, um, Brandon is a young man uh, who really loves the Lord, who believes that we must, as believers, rise to that, that place of being a son, a child. Um, and by extension, being in a oneness relationship with our Father and Jesus Christ, and of course the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's great. And we'll talk some more about this whole oneness with the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God the Father. So, guys, we'll be having an awesome time today talking about approaching God with confidence because he is my partner. Yes, partner. We believe in partnership with God, in partnering with the Holy Spirit. We know that in the beginning with Adam and Eve, Adam was commissioned to take care of the garden and to keep it, to tend it right after creation happened and if you look on it we see that he was actually partnering with god god gave him that assignment to do and god will come down in the cool of the day to walk with adam and you can if you stretch your mind maybe it was all adam tell me how today went you know like a manager's 
meeting and things like that. So Brandon, explain why should we refer to God as our partner? Let's discuss that. All right. I guess we would need to look into who truly is a partner and what, what does that partnership entail. Um, yeah. Because of you know how we've been how we grew up, many of us anyways, is we we see the sovereignty of God so high that we find it hard to even approach him for mercy, yet alone to acknowledge that. Um, we are working together. Yeah. Uh, if you should take from the Bible, which details history of this world, um, you could see in Genesis 2, after God created everything in, in everything that could have existed, yeah. the Bible said that he formed the animals and then took them to Adam and Adam named them and at naming them they took on form so when he carried when he formed the dog and carried dog to Adam <laughs> yeah. dog decided to bark and dog decided to take on the traits of what we know a dog to be today yeah. um, so in, in especially in that regard we could see God working with Adam wasn't just throwing Adam tasks or sending tasks or sending Adam out to tend to the field or whatever it is. Yeah. It was a close relationship where they both decided what they wanted the world to look like, to shape out to be. Um, I mean, there, there are parts of that Genesis story that we, we are certainly un unsure of as to what happens on the, in the day-to-day -day runnings of the garden. But we can see where uh, Adam and God, or the voice of the Lord, according to the scripture, worked closely together. And so I believe that as, as, as Christians, as believers, as children of God, um, under the, this new testament, that we are called to, to be at that place where we work with God to, to shape whatever it is that we want. And so um, we we spend a lot of time talking about, and I, I mentioned before about the sovereignty of God. We spend a lot of time talking about God's ways being higher than our ways, and His thoughts being higher than our thoughts. And you know, we love to quote that scripture because it's true. But we forget that there was a point in history where the old covenant was severed, severed, yeah. and the New Testament took effect. And for that time when the New Testament took effect, God said that we, or Paul now mentions that we have the mind of Christ, that we think like Christ. And if we think like Christ, and um, Paul also mentions that we should esteem to be just like him because he has made us just like him. Like him, made in his image, yeah. Exactly. That being true, then um, we can also look to the scripture for when Jesus said that he and his father are one. And if we're made like Jesus, looking like Jesus, to act like Jesus, then we can also say that Yahweh, our father and I, are one. Um, and it's, it's a 
is a beautiful thing when you think about it. Sometimes scary that you have all of this responsibility, all of this power. But God does not withhold himself from us, except that God wants to partner with us in manifesting himself on this earth. That's true. So we can just dive into the whole part of understanding that he's saying that we are his fellow workers. It's Corinthians 3, 9 says that for we are his fellow workers. So that cancels out us not being in partnership with God. Because if we were not in partnership, he would have called us his workers and just called us like his subjects. It's not that God is just over us and not being with us. Corinthians says that we are his fellow workers. And then Ephesians says that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he would have prepared before. And so it continuously pushes that there is this working relationship in intimacy, that we are in him, so he's in the Father, and then we are in him, and so, and then he is in us. So it's kind of that there's no separation in this oneness with God. So it's not a, we're in Jesus alone and that's it. It is that we have now been pushed into oneness with him. That's what God wants. That's the whole beauty of the salvation experience. And we must understand that. That the partnership is not just a mere, you get saved and that's it. But I think it's a way to go to heaven. Just a way to go to heaven. But we have the beauty here. The partnership doesn't mean work without relationship okay so it all of what well, all of what we're talking about here has to come through experience yeah and uh, uh, experience shapes how we see things and see people and 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 how we tend to have new experiences in the world. So previous experience carries over into your new experiences. Yeah. And when we talk about like even the place of work, uh, a lot of our work cultures is tied up in, uh, the, the term I hear being thrown around is a macromaster type of yeah. uh, relationship. You know, you're, you're subordinate, you're below the person who's above you. And, um, it's very strict and rigid there, very straight lines that you must that's the eastern um, go out by. That's the the eastern culture carried over. Yeah, so 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 there are a lot of yes, a part of the eastern culture, the summer dad. Um there are a lot of those things that are carried into how we we parent, how we relate to people on the road, how we come up with societal norms. Um we create these different classes of people because of how um, or, or, or thoughts towards them. And in the same sense, that is brought over into our relationship with God and with Jesus. Uh, I remember sharing with someone, you know, we love to talk about how Jesus 
Jesus would help his disciples. He would, when they were in the boat and he wake them up, then he calmed the storm and their whole sermon surrounding those things about Jesus calming the storm and Jesus feeding the thousand and Jesus healing the sick and the boy who was sick with the devils and he used to throw himself in the fire and all of those things. And what we fail to remember is that in the same scripture, Jesus didn't just say, okay, let me do it for you. Jesus rebuked his disciples. Yeah. He rebuked them and said, oh, you have little faith. It wasn't a, um, oh, I understand the kind of moment. That's not what Jesus was interested yeah. in. He wasn't saying like, oh gosh, you guys are, yes, I understand you, maybe not as. Right, um, right. He, he didn't do like that. I am. He didn't do that because he expected that they would have by now been able to do what they see him doing. Yeah. They've been with him. They've been walking with him. So he wasn't trying to baby them up and, you know, make sure that all T's are crossed and that kind of thing. That's, that's not what he was doing. Jesus was very interested in making sure that we carry on the work that he was doing here on earth. And um, we have to be careful that we don't get caught up in throwing our hands and asking Jesus to do those very same things that he has already commissioned us to do. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it, it, I, I don't know, if, if, if we've ever worked anywhere and you have a boss and your boss tell you to go and um, pick up something off the ground or I don't know, go print something, go do a report, whatever it is. Yeah. If you do nothing, and then run back to your boss and say, boss, could you do it for me? I'm sure your boss is going to be upset. Very. They're paying you to do a task. Exactly. You, you, are, you are contracted to get this thing done. In, in, in the case of our relationship with, with Jesus and our Father, he has commissioned us to get some things done. And so it, it would be rude of us to run back to him without even trying. <laughs> yeah. And even and in, in some sense, a lot of the times our efforts are not, I, I guess what I would call true effort. We really didn't try some of the times. We pretended to try or we, you know, already acknowledge our weaknesses without acknowledging the presence of God. And we just don't do it. And we, we, we want to, it is easy to be in a position to blame somebody else. That's true. So if 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 a sick person, somebody with a headache, somebody who um, has a heart condition, somebody who is whatever, some kind of sickness, comes to you and asks for healing, our first response many times, and I used to do it, is um, if it be the Lord's will. Mm then you'll be healed or we say stuff along the lines of um let's pray and hope that god will deliver you and if he doesn't deliver you then he has a greater plan in store for you the sickness is not um here to destroy you but god will heal you in his good time and yeah man we come up with these different resorts to make sure that if nothing happens i am not to blame and you know if you look at it, because this scripture says, for it is God who is at work in you to do to do the will 
and to work for his good pleasure. So, because his his will is for everyone to be healed. His will is to see salvation. His will is to see persons be free and so on. So, so him working with us, it it cancels out our whole step of we need to go and let's not say we don't need to go and ask, but yes, we need to go and wait and say, okay, maybe God will do it. It's just because yeah. even when Jesus said that greater works, he was talking about he was telling them that I do what my father does because he does dwells in me. And then so and then later on he says that even though I'm going away, we'll send someone else who will dwell in you and he in you and you in him and so on. And say so yeah. Just put that there that Jesus is saying, do what I did and greater. Exactly. Exactly. And and even when, we, when the Bible talks about going to God and asking, and I mean, it's very good for us to go back to the Greek or Hebrew meaning, whichever part of the Bible was written in, to understand what was the writer really trying to say. Because a lot of times when you see the word asked in, in the Greek part of the Bible, it is, um we think of us like how we think about us now in the english context which is you make a request um and, and the person who's going to honor it has an option of whether or not they want to or they don't want to so it is it is it, it, it's a 50 50 chance and it's at the mercy of the person who wants to offer that help whatever it is that you've asked you know, but in in many cases, not in all cases, but in many cases in the New Testament, when the word ask is used, it is it is encouraging us to make a demand, not to um, sit down and hope that maybe one day, sometime soon down the road, God honors this. But that word ask many times is translated as make a demand on what you want. Don't just sit down and and throw it out there and if it happens it happens it's like some magic dust yeah we are required to get the things done and uh, i mean i remember I, I, I can come up with countless examples of when i did both when i threw it out and i asked without a hope asked without knowing asked without um you know understanding who god is so, so I wasn't making a demand, I was just, you know, playing lotto, <laughs> hoping that it lands on something in my favor. Yeah. But God is so fun, interesting and cool that he he gets it to so he gets us to that place where we can get it to work. And I, I mean, okay. So when Jesus said, I and my father are one, but when Jesus said that he and his father are one, he wasn't talking about same flesh and blood yeah that's, that's not what he was referring to what one here is we are of one mind one attitude one heart we yeah. see the same we act the same we think the same uh, we are one and i can um, only do what my father does and i can only do what i see my father doing interestingly enough when paul was referring to to a, a man and woman relationship a marriage yeah he did say that the, the husband and wife, they are one. Mm -hmm. 
and if you think about it, and, and then Paul later on in that scripture, he, he did say that um, I wrote this not in reference to husband and wife, but to our relationship with God. Um, nevertheless, when he was talking about being husband and wife and we being, you know, we being one, he makes it very clear if you read the scripture that you didn't transform and fuse into this one <laughs> body. Yeah. You are still two separate beings, just of like minds, like attitudes. Yeah, that's true. And well, after after someone gets married, this is one, this is not an automatic process. Where as soon as you get married, you, you're now just, you know, automatically thinking the same. It takes well, a lot of marriages, it takes time. Yeah. And after a while, you you realize you uh either either couple, either one of the, the parties. You take on both the good and the bad attributes of the other partner. It became very natural to you for you to start adopting these things. And so being one with the father, Jesus was able to say that he's one with his father, he's partnering with his father, because he had that relationship where he knew how to mimic what his father did. Yeah. It became natural. It was no longer him trying to get it to work. It was now just Jesus living because he had that relationship. And so a lot of us, and if you think about it, we hear about a lot of calamity, a lot of wickedness, a lot of destruction, and God is going to punish this, and God is going to do that. But Moses, who was in a similar position with the children of Israel, stood in the way and said, God, do not destroy them. Yeah. He appealed to God's mercy. He appealed to God's um, justice. He appealed to, to who he was, to his love for humankind. Yes. And after appealing to God, that's our cool. I think the scripture records that he repented. When Moses appealed to, to God, it wasn't as though the children of Israel had repented, it wasn't as though they had changed their ways. They were not really. No. It's not, it's not like then they just transformed from these new people that never done happened. They were still wicked in many regards. They were still not nice. They still had hatred in their heart. They still never liked Moses' sister. They still never liked Aaron. But it was just that Moses was in a partnership with God. Moses was in a, and he understood God's heart. Yeah. And that's, that's what's very important. A lot of us still don't understand God's heart. Instead, we understand what, um, what the preachers may preach to us on a Sunday or a Saturday morning. Yeah. Or what we listen to on YouTube and we don't spend that time to know God for ourselves. So like, I see John 40, he says this to us in 20. So when that day comes, that's when he is resurrected and everything. You will know that I am living in the Father and that you are one with me. For I will be living in you. And so there he was ensuring, making it very clear that now you guys are me. Let's say, like being exactly. on the earth. Exactly. Exactly. It, it just doesn't seem possible that God will take this frailty of flesh and make it one with him, but he does. His love for us is just that strong. 
And taking on that oneness also means taking on that oneness responsibility, just like Adam did. Yeah. Being able to make demands, to make decrees, to set forth commands on this earth, and it must happen. Remember, you know, the word says that his word will not go back to him void. Yeah, not go back to him void. And we are just like him. Maybe it means that our word yeah. does not come back to us void. To take 100% responsibility, that becomes a tough thing. Because if it doesn't work out, we're going to feel, we're going to know we're responsible. Yeah, that's true. But we have to, we have to, Matthew, get to that place where, and I, I don't know how to break it down any further unless we want to talk about, you can, uh, well, not want to talk about it, unless we go and research what does it, the tripartite being means and trying to get into a lot of theology, and, which I don't think will help. Yeah. What really will help is understanding relationship with God. Getting to know our Father, spending the time meditating on the Word of God, going into that place where no one else is disturbing us because maybe we can't focus in noise. I would just ask God, who are you? And we sit down and we soak in the presence of God and we let that resonate with us. And then when that part happens, we're going to come out um, walking on water, walking through walls, flying if we want to. <laughs> we're going to be healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the leper, the same things that Jesus commanded us to do, the things that we're not seeing very much in the church now. Yeah, that's true. And we, we, we have to, Matthew, have to recognize that God is relying on us to get those things done. He, he is relying on us to get it done. And to live in to that partnering, exactly. To have that kind of confidence. When when I was doing a Bible study some time ago, talking about faith, and uh, I remember sharing with them about faith in the Hebrew context. And there are several words that connotate faith in Hebrew. One of those things. One of those words, sorry, actually translates to the word support, similar to how yeah. um, the doorpost supports the door in the rest of that space. And the reference was made to the passage of scripture where Moses was told to lift his hand up and as far as his, as long as his hands were in the air, the children of Israel would have been winning the battle. Yeah. And his hands started falling, and Aaron and I don't know the name of the next person came and held up his hands, and they supported Moses. Yeah, that word support it translates to the word faith. Faith in the Hebrew context does not it is is well refers or is directly um, associated with the person who is doing the faith it's not the person we are asking for something yeah. so when you talk about having faith in god what we are actually saying in the hebrew context is that i am supporting god mm -hmm. that's what we're saying in the hebrew context i am supporting god i am partnering with god just that's how aaron and the, the, the other young man partnered with moses and held up his hands 
we are partnering with God to get those things done here on earth. Yeah, and do His will. That's exactly so good. That's exactly what we're doing. It's a hundred percent what we're doing. And I, again, I can't. I, I don't know how to break it down anymore. It has to come by divine revelation. Yes. There can be several, you know, studies that people can do, but it has to come to that place where where we are. Uh, it is divinely revealed to us that we are one with our Father, that we now have the mind of Christ, which is the mind of our Father. Yeah. Okay. That we can be like John and be soaked in a tub of oil and come out without a scratch, without anything on us. That's true. We can be banished on an island, tied up for days without food and water and still be alive. Yeah. We can be on the road, about to meet into an accident and our car vanishes in thin air. Yeah. or becomes translucent we, 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 we have to it has to be divinely revealed to us yeah. that our oneness with God allows us to step into the supernatural and stay there and it doesn't mean that we get all focus focus you know we're walking around on area and we're talking in King James and that's, that's not what spiritual, spirituality means yeah all it means is that right now we're living a life that transcends what normally happens here on earth that transcends death that transcends um everything else that we now have that self-existent life of god living in us that life that does not require anything else living in us yes that's what it means to, to partner with God, to have that kind of confidence, we have to first understand or know that we are sons. We have to also know that as sons, we look and act just like God. Yeah. There are the first two things that we have to recognize. And then thirdly, we must then support our father. Take hold of this world. Take hold of the things that he's made and support him. So I would really want to encourage everyone, everyone who is listening to this session and being in partnership with God, that this is not far from us. This is very close to us. It is in our hearts. It is in our mouths. It is a part of who we are. That we can have this confidence. We can come boldly to God because we are in partnership with Him. We can relate. We can talk. We can laugh. We can have fun. We can go out. This is not far from us. That we're in that same space of creativity, that same space of, of power and, and wisdom and authority to do every single thing and more that Jesus did here on earth. So I'd like to pray for 
everyone who is listening, oh Father, I thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you, God, for your peace towards us. I thank you, Father, that you judged that, that our sins were judged on the cross. And Lord, you have declared us righteous. You have justified us, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are with us always. I thank you that you hear us and that you will always hear us. God, for those who are listening now who feel as though um, they really want to get to that place of being in partnership with you, that you will reveal to them, Lord, that this thing already exists, that you reveal to them, Father, that they are already one with us and that we all need to wake up and take hold of it. Father, I pray that we start to see even signs of these things happening now. Lord, we start to be walking on the road and hearing thoughts. We start to feel and uh, uh, the emotions of others, to have, to have compassion for others. And we begin to start healing the sick. Father, raising the dead, these things will become a norm. For those listening, Father, and they are not well as a sign of your goodness towards us. God, I declare that they are well. Whatever pain may exist in the throat, Father, in their sinuses, in their legs, that feeling of numbness that will not leave. Father, I thank you that your people are well. For those who got a, a, a very not so nice diagnosis, who felt as though they had a stroke recently, who had um, heart issues. God, for those who are in constant pain, as a sign of your goodness towards us and, that, and the fact that we are one with you. I declare that they are healed now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you that deaths are clearing. I thank you, Father, that people have received the houses that they've been praying for, the spouses that they've been praying for. Father, I thank you that they are walking in the newness of the life that you've given us. So I pray, Father, for your divine covering continuously. And that you will learn to have your divine word. As we know, that we must come to you confidently, knowing that you are here. Let your will be done, Father. Jesus is sweetly pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brandon, for joining me this week. This is awesome. And I pray someone was blessed by this all. No problem. Happy to be here. So thank you again for supporting Godfidence yet another week. We appreciate you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. To support Godfidence again, wear Godfidence not just for yourselves but for others. You can purchase a shirt with one of our slogans shared here on the podcast. Order your shirt today from Will underscore inspires. That's a Z at the end instead of an S on Instagram. Oh, continue to have a great week, guys. Blessings Unlimited. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by media host Will Inspires or a special guest. 
please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.